So if you want to hear more of our podcast, please click on jamesandsana.com and you can hear our previous episodes. And please subscribe because James has some good word of wisdoms every morning to share with you guys through that email that comes into your inbox. Honey. Sweetness. Would you remember me after 60 years? Of course I would. How about after 40 years? Probably. 20 years? It's possible. 60 seconds? Probably not. Oh, okay, this is depressing. Let's do a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> not even five seconds. You forgot me. <laughs> Such is life with James and Sana. <laughs> Never a dull moment, is there? <laughs> Well, that was fun. That wraps up today's episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think we should talk about? Click the subscribe button and the little notification. (laughs) Subscribe button. Send us money. And that's it. Bye-bye. Thanks for pressing play. Please make sure (laughs) do not donate less than $100. Yes, yes. Cheapskates. What's wrong with people today? You publish a podcast, people donate like $3. It's like we're doing nothing to serve this world that we live in. I want to share a little bit about character. What does character mean to you? Character is the most manifestation part of human appearance. Sorry, maybe manifest the manifestation of human personality with character. Okay, that's really good. That's very academic from the academic professor. I love it. Manifestation of human character? Human what? Personality. Inner drive. <laughs> Inner drive. Here in America, we'll, there's a an expression. If someone is acting just manifesting their personality a certain way we will say say, such a character yeah that guy's a real character okay so probably you are looking at it in a very negative way so you use the word character it's not negative you use the word it's not negative at all you use the word character for those who do something in a public that is not really acceptable by international law international law Mm -hmm. wow Well, there are two ways, I guess, of viewing the word character. One is someone has high character and you think that they have, they're honest, they're moral, they're upright, they do things, quote, the right way. And so you have that connotation of the word. And then you have the connotation of someone is just a little bit different. Someone is just kind of uh, a little bit offbeat. And you say, man, that's, that person is a real character. And it doesn't mean it's bad doesn't mean it's negative it's just that they're different how would you know so somebody you, showing a positive character 
Huh? How do you know somebody is showing a positive character or negative character? I think there's just different ways of using the word in different contexts. Right. So I'm asking, how do you know somebody is portraying such a behavior in the public is right or wrong? Huh. I don't know. I guess there is moral standards that we acknowledge. Sometimes the moral standards aren't all that moral. If you take a really deep look at them. Mm. Okay, let me ask you one more question. One more, and that's it. How do you think human characters are shaped? With our experiences. That's all? That's it. How about culture, society, environment, occasions, yeah. scenarios that the VR sure. find ourselves in? All included in the big envelope values our experiences yeah that's our experiences we experience our environment we experience the people around us ancestors our culture we experience traditions like we're coming up on christmas all over the world we're coming up on christmas we experience christmas and that uh, helps to form our character so honey do you think human today actually have a choice to choose what kind of a character they want to portray? Hmm. I think that we have a choice in our actions, and our actions define our character. So in some ways, yes, it, our, our actions do define our character. But what if somebody is kept in isolation for three months and all they gave him was water, and he comes out of this isolation as a beast, and start attacking people, getting food, their clothes, and um, just not up to beat to the trends. How do you know? How how, how how do you know that would happen? How how can that person character is something that he has chosen for himself? Maybe it's because he was put in that situation. How do you know that that w- would be the outcome of someone experiencing that? I mean, do we have any examples of someone who has experienced that? This is very normal. Human beings are an open system. If they don't communicate and interact with their environment and other people, they will lose their mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. So isolation, being separated from other people. But how do we know that if they are in, in, in isolation for a period of time and then, the, and then they come out of isolation and they're once again exposed to other people, how do we know that they would behave like animals and just go on the attack? I'm not how saying everybody... But it would be a good number of people who will react differently, mm-hmm. unexpectedly. Right. And how they react would define their character. Hmm. So if they choose to uh, react negatively, we know that that's the kind of character they have. If they react uh, positively, they show gratitude for once again being around other people, then that's the kind of character they have. So if you believe that way, then uh, it contradicts with what me and you believe, that there are several elements and factors in our environment that shape our character and personality. For example, if, let's say, Mm -hmm. next month uh, you will go for a job interview and this is your most desired job that all your life you were dreaming of, and you have to sit Mm -hmm. in front of the panel of interviewers uh, one of them are CEO, another is stockholders, and some key element, key persons in this corporation. Uh, you have one hour to prove yourself that you are 
the chosen one and they have to invest their time, money, effort, training on you. And they mm-hmm. ask you several questions. Are you going to be yourself or you're going to answer those questions in a way that is pleasing to the ears of the interviewers? Well, I think if it's my dream job and if it's a job that I'm meant to have, I think being myself would determine whether or not I get the job. Mm. If I feel like I have to put on a show or act a certain way so that I can get this so-called dream job, then is it really a dream job? Is it really something that's, that I'm meant to have if I have to act like some, somebody else that I'm not in order to get it? Well, interviewers usually look for s- certain answers to technical questions. And if mm-hmm. you don't have it, you're going to lose that job forever. Well, I mean, if, if I'm the right man for the job, then I'll know the answers to the questions. I mean, it's just it's that simple. Yeah, so you see, people can change during, if they're put into a situation, certain situation, but that doesn't define their character and personality. It does define their character. No. Some of the top, maybe 100 successful entrepreneurs in the world, they have lied on their CVs and they reach to somewhere in their life. And today, lots of big business um, magazines write about them and they will also say, even if we go 10,000 times back to that point where we have to hire somebody as CEO of this so-and-so organization, we will still choose him. And this person comes and says, 100 years ago, I lied. And look where I am right now. But that's not my personality. I'm a very different person. And they start branding themselves in a different way. So how do we make sure that we actually know what's the real character and personality of a person? It's very difficult. Yeah, there's a lot of people who put on a a false front in a job interview type of setting. They think that they have to act a certain way in order to be accepted. Uh, And in some cases, that's true. Um, You you have to play the game, as they say, go along to get along. And that happens all the time. Um, But, I mean, what I'm saying is that if it's your dream job, and if it's a job that you are meant to have, you don't have to put on a false front. You can be yourself, and you can prove your expertise. You can prove that you are yourself is the right person for that environment to do the the job that's required of you, the culture uh, uh, among your coworkers. If you're the right person, you don't have to act like someone you're not. You can be yourself, and you'll get the job. That's my point. Well, I think I personally believe that characteristic and personality is not fixed. I think it is influenced by a lot of factors and elements in our environment. And it really affects the way we make decisions, even the way we think and talk. But I do believe also there are inner drives like mm, human traits, like um, openness, conscientiousness or being extrovert or agreeableness or even a neurosis person. These are the traits that every human beings have. And I think one way or another, maybe those also help to shape our characters and personality. And that's how we kind of portray ourselves in society, in different group level of social interaction with people. Uh, we kind of put show up front when we sit 
with higher level positions, maybe in governmental level, we talk differently, the tone of speech and everything change. And when we are with um, maybe lower level class, we do not use the same type of a word, sentence or whatever. And it's very difficult to notice what characteristic that person have if you want to put them into these two categories. I agree that our character is ever evolving and it's never, um, you, you can't just say this is my character and I'm just, uh, this is settled. Like if I'm 45 years old right now, my character will be different 56. when I'm 50, when I'm 56 or whatever. I mean, our experiences are always defining, it shapes our character. And if I were to go through some sort of adversity a year from now, it would shape my character. And it's going to define how I react to adversity in the future, whether I react positively or negatively. And honestly, if I react negatively, it won't be long before I go through something very similar. That's just how the world works. I've found that either God or whatever Bill Nye, the science guy, calls God, that's how it operates. You go through adversity until you get it right, until you form that right character. It's like bringing balance into life. Because mm-hmm. kind of balance, living or lifestyle, I would say. That's why when right. in every country we have always a Democrat or Republican opposition, a group win the seat, the other group become opposition. <laughs> yeah. And stop producing yeah. a negative behavior. It's like a formula. I mean, even in institution where I'm working, Top management always have different categories of employees, like having those who are super keepers or those who are average, those who are misfit. Usually the super keepers mm-hmm. are around five to six percent of total number of employees. The misfits are exactly four or five percent to six percent. The average levels are the maximum number of employees, right. like 75 percent maybe or 80 percent. Um, mm-hmm. These are categorized because the super keepers they always meet you know over the expectation uh, of what they're asked for the misfit lower than expectation but the question is why do we have to keep these two complete opposite group of employees or people in one establishment it's because they balance Mm. you know if you have 100% super keepers they're the ones who earn above the average market remuneration they're the ones who mm-hmm. have a very high vocal cord they always want to talk a lot uh, they always want to be the achiever they fight so i think we will have the misfits always in society because they bring a little bit of healthy conflict and competition to kind mm-hmm. of balance out the misfits the- make life interesting if everyone mm-hmm. was of a high character and everybody did the right thing, I say in air quotes, how boring would life be? Mm. Can you imagine a Batman movie without a villain? I mean, that's what makes the movie. Mm. Batman is great, represents a certain moral standard or a certain character, but, I mean, if there's no Joker, you don't have any movie, mm-hmm. right? Right. If you, if you don't have Superman, I mean, if you don't have Lex Luthor... On uh, a, in a Superman comic, it, it's you can't read it. There's nothing. There's nothing to read. You have to have that conflict to make life worth living, whether it's external or internal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're the villain in our own lives. I have so. one experience. You know, 
um, when I was working in an organization, uh, mm-hmm. I have noticed that my bosses suddenly when a lot of super keepers, those who are very highly achievers in organization, when uh, they start complaining and want something more, they would start giving so much attention to misfits. Give them recognition cards, give them holiday, and they do a very small work, you know. And right. and then suddenly all the super keepers become quiet. I'm like, oh, maybe they don't want us. They got tired of us. They want to get rid of us. Maybe we have to work harder to perform better. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, right. It's right. just like a cycle. <laughs> and I think governments also use that strategy. And it's like the, uh, the, the problem child always gets the vast majority of the attention. Hmm. Of, of the parents, and then the kid who does the right thing, who just doesn't make any trouble, they kind of get ignored sometimes, mm. oftentimes. And that's because of a reason. The reason is they want maximum profitability and more quality work and performance. That's a strategy right. they use. Well, the parents want their children to, to do right, and when they choose to not do the right thing, so-called, uh, I mean, the parents are just going to worry about them. Mm. They're thinking about that child who's who's made some bad choices. While the other children who are making good choices, they get marginalized mm-hmm. because, well, they're just not as interesting. Right. And I'm not saying that to be negative. I'm just saying that's real. Mm-hmm. We we are we're just fixated on on the problem kids. Either because we want them to do right or <clears throat> we're concerned about the decisions they're making or it, it makes us feel better about ourselves. We, we look at people who are going through hard times or they're making stupid mistakes or stupid decisions for their lives and they're like, well, I've got my issues, but at least I'm not that. <laughs> at least I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> well, honey, so. I was reading the other day and these questions I uh-huh. asked you, I was asking myself. That's why I did a little bit of research. And I found out mm. that it is not that all absurd, not knowing what kind of a person, type of people you are dealing with in your life. Um, now scientists can actually do a study on your bodily temperature or your bodily humor and exactly mm-hmm. determine what type of trait you, uh, you mm-hmm. have and what kind of a personality and character you produce based on that trait. Um, and I uh-huh. think... A lot of top investigators also use some sort of a lie detecting machine, which also mm-hmm. uses the same analogy or let's say the uh, system that scientists was talking about, uh, like counting mm-hmm. their yellow bile and red bile in the blood stream and stuff like that can exactly predict mm-hmm. and say what kind of a character that person has and what are you going to face. Um, yeah, so there are so many ways. We can find out the true right. character and personality of a person. And and again, it comes back to, does this person's character fit in with the overall character of the culture? Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, variety is the spice of life. And I think that those so-called characters in our lives, we need them. And without that character, without uh, people who are the, kind of the misfits, the troublemakers, life is just really boring. And I don't know about you, but this world that we live in, I don't see that much real character. I think so many people are just, they're just going along to get along because they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to uh, fall out of the good graces of the tribe. 
of their peers. They don't want to. The, there's immense peer pressure uh, uh, in today's society to act a certain way, to uh, to conform to societal norms. Where 30, 40 years ago, very, very different, especially here in the U.S. I mean, the United States. It was <laughs> not too long ago. It was a culture of misfits. It was expected to be a bit different. Now, here in the United States, it's just like, it's just completely homogenized, completely. Uh, it, it, everyone is conforming with each other. Everything is the same. There's no risk. There's no um, a willingness to deviate from the norms of society. And I think that collectively, we, this nation has lost its character as a result. But honey, as for me, what you're saying helped me to achieve my mm -hmm. goals faster. I always told myself that if I want to uh, meet, face my challenges, I have to keep my enemies closer than my friend. I did that. And they're the ones who always point finger at me. And I never reacted. I always thanked them. And I found that working on those stuff that they used to point at and make it amend it and enhance it in order to gain something in my life, it really worked. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I am really thankful to all my enemies who have really helped me to achieve what I was looking for in my life. <laughs> yes. Our enemies, people who wish harm upon us, they, uh, they're out to get us. They've got it out for us. It could be people. It could be circumstances in life. Mm -hmm. It appears that they are trying to take us out. But we survive, and we're better for it. It builds our character. Mm -hmm. All that to say... Um, actually, I don't have any idea why we just said all that. Do we really have a point with saying all of that? Or are we just kind of running our mouths? Um, I think this is one episode and we are going to do a second <laughs> episode about head and neck. You know, my wife keeps talking about keeping her enemies closer than her friends. And I sometimes wonder where I fall in that mix. Am I your enemy or your friend? <laughs>